0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast and for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Alrighty. So the 12 Conditions of a Miracle is a book by Todd Michael. I am not going to review the previous eight conditions in detail. And if you... Um, Can get the book. I think it's pretty interesting, but you don't have to. We'll be covering, um, and the conditions will eventually be up available online through CSL, each of these services. But so far, we've done conditions one through eight. And in that one through eight journey, we've been building a consciousness, our consciousness, that allows us to become more centered, become more aware, to build that inner muscle of consciousness and to have a a clarity about what we even think a miracle would be in our lives. We've done things like asking, visualizations, the practice of gratitude, all in creating a foundation that lets us be able to take the next step in the creating of a miracle. Condition nine, which is tonight's topic, is called act as if. So, in other words, we have been talking about a lot of stuff inner visualizations. We've been doing prayer work, we've been doing grounding, we've been doing stuff inside of ourselves. And condition nine is the point where we take action. We undertake some action. Going from all the work inside to going outside and becoming and expanding out into the real world. Well, it's nice to have a tool that can help. And that's what act, if, act as if is. So, so your first, my first question in, in this chapter, and I'll be honest, some of the chapters I did not particularly care for. Other chapters I thought were great. You get to make your own choice. But when I read this one, I really liked it. And I love how he's approaching this idea of act as if. But the question I had was, well, what is... Is it that it, it we're acting as if, if what? And when you read the book and in, in the author took and went back to the original Greek and came back to English and gave us, a and, and in his work, he gave us a number of different definitions about what those words could have meant. He gave us some ways to understand what Jesus, he calls the miracle worker, Uh, was doing when he did, fed the 5,000 with just a few loaves and fishes. And in in this part of the book, or in the miracle of feeding the 5,000, Jesus has just given gratitude for having a few fishes and some loaves, and then he acts as if. And in Jesus's case, he acts as if the existing supply is sufficient for what's in front of him. Yeah, I'm honest. If I have five loaves and two fishes, I would, couldn't make the leap to seeing feeding 5,000. Right. Jesus could. And he is acting as if was he took that the existing supply was sufficient for what the purpose of that moment was that's what spiritual masters do. Then there's the rest of us. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's good to have examples and it's also good to come back and say, okay, how, how does that work for me? And so for me, I look as uh, the answer to the if what is to act as if the universe is for me is to act act like the inner universe is supporting you, supporting me. That it's something we teach, that the universe is for us. And that what if, or act if, that the universe is actually looking to us for a little guidance. Looking looking for us to show or give give more energy to the material the miracle that we're asking to experience? Or what if the universe is looking for a channel to be able to respond to our prayers and our inner work? So so here's something I do that supports me with this recognizing that the universe is for me because I can't hear it enough because it's really easy to forget. On the top of my prayer list, I have a few statements up there that I see every time I look at it. And one of them is, thy grace is my sufficiency, the universe is for me. And I've got one from David White, the poet, which is, start close in, take a next step. That's feeding me in each time I do my prayer list to see those words at the top of each page, to remind myself that I'm not doing this alone, that I'm doing this from a place of being supported by spirit. So that's the if what answer. Do it like spirit is supporting you in your experience of the miracle that you've declared. But then what does act mean? It sounds simple and definitionally it is. An act is to do something, anything towards the desired goal or miracle you want to experience. It's to take action towards that goal, that miracle. You're telling the universe you're serious when you take an action. Now, I've been in different places over the years where people were doing vision boards and other things. And sometimes the idea is that when you were needing, looking for a miracle, you go, your action is to take a really big leap. Um, I've tried that. What I've also found, and I like a lot better, is to refine that tool down to take the smallest step that I can. To look at where I am today and what the miracle is that I want and say, what's the smallest step that I can take in the direction of that miracle. It's from, that's drawing from David White. He says it so well, you start close in to take the next step. Both of them work, try both. I encourage that looking at the smallest step for me always gives me more room for possibilities. And so I, I encourage you to consider that one. So how, So now that we're talking about what it is and why we're acting, how does that work? Well, one of the ways it works is that when we take a step, we take action in support of our consciousness, that work we've been building, we're basically bypassing the mind and engaging the body. So there's some benefit to take a literal step. Symbolic, if it is. But to take a literal step, to begin to engage the rest of you in this process of creating and experiencing a a miracle. And the, because I'll say again, and hopefully I'll remember to say it again, again, is that creating a miracle, acting as if, are both processes. They're not ones and don'ts. That we're always looking at, For me, it's I'm taking the step and I'm looking at the evidence or looking at what happened, and I'm using that to take my next step because I'm seeing each step as a prayer and what happens is an answer to the prayer, which lets me make a new prayer. And so I just take one step at a time towards that miracle. Another thing I like about that is something I share with spiritual practice ideas is finding a practice that's sustainable, repeatable, and that I'll do. For me, taking a small step is something that's sustainable, repeatable, and I can do. To take giant leaps, I that takes a lot of work. But to take a one step I can do, and I can take another step because it's something I can feel myself doing, as I can see myself doing. And it doesn't take it's you know it's working off of the foundation I built in the other conditions and in my spiritual practice. So far, so good. Sounds easy, simple. Make, decide your miracle, do the first eight steps, take an action. And then, you know, there's got to be a catch, right? Well, yeah, there's a catch. Uh, unless there's a master on here that I don't know about, we're all human. And we live in a world of time and space. And so the closest thing to a catch is that as we work with the creating a miracle in our life or experiencing a miracle in our life, time is going to come into play. Uh, That's just part of the human journey. And this is where we do the agricultural um, analogy. For example, if you want fresh homegrown tomatoes on your table sometime later this summer, You either need to have already planted the seeds and growing them in your windowsill so that you can transplant them or do like we did this year and go buy some and plant them in the backyard and get them set up and so that we can then watch them grow. But we plant, we tend, we look for how that the plant looks when it comes up for evidence and see how we need to tend it differently. And eventually we'll get the fruit. It's the same thing with a miracle. We're going to do the work to plant the seed, to, to develop the consciousness of, of a miracle and allow that miracle to express through, through time and space. Now, here's the, another part of the catch. You may have heard this, hopefully so. In spiritual principles, the tighter you hold on to something, the less happens the less room spirit has to work. Mm-hmm. And so th- what the author shares in this condition is, and is that you have, if you're going to work for a miracle, one of the things you have to let go of is time. Because this is God's time when you're talking about miracles. Mm-hmm. And so you release worrying about time and focus on something that you can control which is taking your next step or your other one of the other conditions my example of this most recently is about middle of march or first of march one of my key employees um, found out that she had cancer and her job became immediately to heal you do what you need to do to heal we'll take care of the rest and she's a key employee and especially for spring, which is when we're doing all the tax work for our investors to make sure they get what they need. So they don't call and yell at us about tax returns. And I'm sitting there going, I have no clue how this is going to happen, God, because I don't know how I can ever do it all. And so it's like, okay, all I can do is turn it over and hope for a miracle. And one of the things I did was that each day i didn't i I didn't try and manage the time i managed my actions the things that i could do and listen to spirit for that nudge about what was mine to do on a given day But stayed engaged in the process listening continuing to act um small steps just do one thing for the next hour and I think we finished tax season earlier than we ever have before with what turned out to be a half a person down. Wow. So, you know, nice. that's the kind of things that happen when, when we can relax enough into being ourselves in spirit and, and working with spirit and taking our part and letting God take care of its part. Mm. And so it's part of um, that time part that doesn't mean you quit expectations. Part of a miracle process is having expectations. You just keep expectations and time teased apart. So that's usually what we do. We take expectations and then put time on top of it. Tease them apart. Hold the expectation of the miracles demonstration in your life. Tease apart the time. So those are some of the, the key points that I wanted to make about the acting as if, as a tool for the, uh, creating a miracle or experiencing a miracle. The book is really nice. has a, He summarizes at the end of each chapter what he says in the, in the chapter. They're short. It's a short book. I encourage you to get it and take a look at it. And Jennifer, if you would, uh, she'll post... The summary from the end of the chapter is just seven steps that he shares what I've just gone over. Um, But what I want to leave you with in this part is that experiencing a miracle is a process. And that each of the steps, and particularly acting as if, if, is a process of its own. But these processes work together to support are experiencing of a miracle so you're continually acting as if the universe is for you that the grace of god is sufficient and that you're going to take the next step and then finally step eight is gratitude take a step and then be ready and willing and looking for places to be things to be grateful for work those two together eight and nine really do go together as um, two of the steps to can do. All righty, so that completes the formal part of tonight. Thank you.